All right. It's great to be back. Golf is back. We're still at work from home, though. Um, I thought the intro was actually quite uh, fitting, the Revenge of the Nerds theme song. Uh, the reality of it is, is we're all a bunch of nerds. Uh, we're playing fantasy golf, and we are happier than we've ever been in our lives because it's back. So uh, it's exciting. I thought the Outlaw Tour Minor League Golf was was a little fun break. It was good for what it was and what we had. Uh, I did land a winner, fortunately, in there, Brandon Wu at Merido 2, a nice 33-1 to 1 winner, I think. Hit a little uh, $2,000 cash on Bavada Poker um, and had some really nice mojo heading into the break when Sung J won at Honda. So with that, we've got overexposure uh, this week by a long shot, but I couldn't be happier to be done with all that and uh, on to the real, real big leagues here. So bless Texas. I fucking hope this works out okay. I think it will. All the players apparently test passed their uh, COVID tests, even Snedeker, even though he had a little bit of a mysterious withdrawal. So um, it's going to be great. Uh, by the way, this is a deep and talented field. Uh, besides T-Dub and uh, Hideki and Cantlay, I'm pretty pretty much everybody is here uh, and ready to go and ready to win. Um, it's got that WGC feel of a field or a playoff almost uh, to it. You've got all the... Uh, all the extra contests are in play. Like if, if any of you do majors challenge uh, tournaments that are typically reserved for like the players, the WGCs and the majors, um, everyone's back and ready to go. Uh, I kind of feel like as, as if we're, we're sitting at the blackjack table, we had a really nice run going on. And then all of a sudden we got a dealer change and we got a shoe change. Now, normally when you have a nice little run going there, you're playing a progressive system. You might back off on that just a hair, uh, when you get the dealer change or when you get a, a new shoe, but fuck that we're going to overexposure and we're rolling right with it. So basically taking everything that got canceled at the players and rolling it, rolling the dice here at virtual colonial or at colonial, my bad. Uh, I'm about to give you a nice little recap on my round at virtual colonial. I played the tips and uh, nine foot gimmies on the simulator. Um, didn't play well, shot a brutal 84, a couple of triples, no birdies. Uh, the course is tree lined, but it, it's also bigger and more open than say like a Harbor town. I played Harbor town a few times on the sim, uh, over the break as well. And so it'd be a nice two tournament stretch here. I feel like it's a couple of courses that I'm familiar with and, uh, I've gotten a good sense of kind of the strategy that's going to work and that won't work. Um, you would think that, you know, colonial being like Harbor town as one of the shorter courses on tour. That's why you see a lot of the older players that are in the field, longer layman, McCarran, uh, frost, etc. Um, but that does not mean that it's just accuracy guys here. You want experience. You need to know where to miss. Um, but it's not like Harbor town in the sense that you can't hit driver at all. And at Harbor town, even when you don't hit driver, you need to be able to shape an iron into a very tight target. Um, Next week is going to be fun. Uh, rumors on Tiger's yacht showing up there, although um, I heard maybe that might not necessarily be where he was headed. So regardless, uh, virtual colonial setting up the Wiley's notes of the week. I'll kind of touch on my strategy overall and how I'm, I'm sort of focusing in on certain players, takes I'm making, why I'm making those takes. Um, First round lead plays, I'll give you uh, my highlights, why I'm picking uh, the guys that I'm going with. I'll give you my full outright card. Um, 
not too many of the short guys. I'm kind of fading the top to just a little um, sneak peek there. And uh, I've got a couple of head-to-head matchups that I absolutely love. I really like my top 20 plays. So uh, I'm going to try to blow through this thing. Um, those of you guys that are listening to me right now, you're, you're either just looking for some additional content or maybe you're second-guessing a couple of lineups. So hopefully this can kind of help you uh, confirm some of the biases that you might have or uh, get you to third-guess it. And then uh, you'll be like everyone else and making changes last minute and regretting them afterwards. <laughs> so, um, But we're here. Um, so Virtual Colonial, it was fun. By the way, it's the golf club. I use it on the SkyTrack. And pretty awesome combination. I can play pretty much any course in the United States. Um, and the, uh, database is getting bigger and bigger every day. Cause you got all these course designers, they create these courses. Um, it's pretty awesome. I've been able to play my home course on there. I can play Riviera. I can play LA country club. I could play, uh, all sorts of different local places that you never in a million years thought you'd be able to play in a simulator. So I uh, got to love technology and stuff. Um, so, when I played Virtual Colonial, again, I played the tips. I, I played, tried to go with a bomb and gouge style. Uh, I typically carry about 300 with the driver, uh, fight a hook. So I'm playing a right to left ball. And I found that that works nicely. Um, you can pretty much hit driver on most holes, maybe one or two. You've got a club down for with a three iron or a hybrid or some sort of driving iron or fairway wood. Um but I, I can definitely see how someone like Bryson, who's been gaining on the field all year, or Rory, who's been gaining on the field all year, um, how they can really still gain quite a bit off the tee here. Um, the challenge is, is going to be just because you gain off the tee does not mean you have that big of an advantage heading into the green. Because, um, you know, if, if, if you're playing from 170, you're playing from 130 in the rough, it's going to be pretty similar. Um, so I still want to favor guys that are able to find these greens, uh, and be able to get up and down if they happen to miss it. Uh, you can get some pin positions that are tucked into some small little, uh, corners of the greens and, uh, you can find yourself in, in trouble in a hurry if you don't have a good strategy. And if you're, um, you're unable to, to get up and down from some tough spots and you're going to have to make some putts. So that, that's kind of the deal here. Nothing, no surprises uh, from that, but it's kind of nice to go through the, the simulator and see firsthand kind of how that style might work out here. And if it's something that might may or may not work out uh, for the players. So um, now we'll hit on Wiley's notes. Um, that's at Wiley 77. Great follow on Twitter. If you're not familiar with him, I'm sure you are. Uh, don't need to really endorse him. The guy knows his stuff. He's a great marketer uh, has kind of a similar dry humor that I like to run with. So, so I, I dig his stuff, uh, his top five on his trademarked, carroted model uh, is Webb, Rom, Sungjae, JT, and Berger. Um, th- no surprises there. Uh, all guys that have been showing really good form headed into the break or, um, frankly, just over the past year have been playing really well. Webb, Rom in particular on those two guys. And Sungjae, of course, probably best, probably best player in the world, realistically, in terms of tour results uh, coming into the break. Uh, it, it's very hot in Fort Worth in June. Wind will be a factor. We're looking at 13 mile an hour forecasts. Fairways a must. Abundance of overhanging trees present approach challenges. They're good iron players are favored here. It's not overly long, and you need experience. Need experience. I think that's the one thing. And I'm going to favor that particular note um, heavily. Um, I find that the young guys will have grinded. There's no doubt about it. Um, but having said that, you still need to be polished for tournament play. 
And this is a course that typically young guys do not win. It's just rare. Um, so I'm going to favor the older guys here. You, you kind of have to have a take one way or another. And uh, with all the information and misinformation that's out there, that's going to be one that, that I definitely stick to. So I'm going I'm to fade a lot of the younger guys uh, as much as I tend to love those guys. Um, that's just kind of where I'm at. And uh, again, I'll favor the, the good approach players, the guys that can get up and down from 100 and in, and uh, guys that I feel confident with with a putter in their hand. Um, so, and, and that's kind of my strategy overall highlights is going to be favoring guys that have confidence. So we do know who would have confidence. Um, and I, I, I think that like someone like a Jordan Spieth or a Justin Rose, they might not have the confidence that we're looking for here. So I do have a flyer on Spieth at 50 to one just because, you know, I'm a degenerate and that's the reality of the situation there. But I'm not going to be uh, weighting him very heavily at all on DraftKings. I'll probably fade entirely and I'll fade Rose too. Um, you know, if, if, if things were going so well for him, he wouldn't have changed clubs. So um, I think he kind of realized, by the way, that he was a little too capitalism guy and not enough uh, charity guy. That's why you kind of see him and his wife put together the the, uh, the ladies European tour um, feeder tour, at least. I think he's trying to repair that image a little bit um, that guys like Jeff Feinberg would totally slam him over um, where everything, all that matters is Morgan Stanley, uh, Hanma Irons and uh, you know, his, his brand, so to speak. Um, so again, I'm going with guys that have confidence uh, guys that, play short courses well. Um, naturally, those guys will have confidence coming into a known short course, by the way. Again, overexposed. I'm well aware. I'm putting in too many outrights. I'm putting in too many first-round lead plays. I've got 100-something lineups on DK. I'm playing the Millie. I'm playing uh, the $200 driver. I'm maxed out on all the listener leagues and um, all sorts of different contests going on. All the single, All the single entry contests pretty much down to the dollar one up to the, the $200. So uh, big week. Can't wait to get going. And with that said, let's get into some of the, the players uh, that I'm going with. So uh, basically uh, I really believe that Ricky won the off season. That's, that's my take. I, I'm, I'm frankly glad I haven't heard too much love for him. There's even on, you know, Pat and Jeff on their show, they liked Ricky, but they didn't really lean Ricky. They didn't favor Ricky. They didn't bet Ricky. Uh, thank God. Um, because I really, I think that he, uh, is oozing confidence coming in now. Uh, if you go back to the match at Seminole, uh, I love Wolf and DJ didn't show, but Ricky carried Wolf nearly to victory over Rory there at Seminole. Um, and Ricky historically has played well at Seminole, but so is Rory. Rory's dad's a member there. Um, I'm certain that he's been taking it to Tiger and JT uh, more often than you think at Metalist the past three months. Um, so I'm going to be playing him in first round lead outright uh, bets and on DK heavily. He might be 100% of my lineups on DK. That's going to be the take that I'm, I'm making on that one. Um, and, and the beauty is he doesn't seem that popular, especially for uh, typical Ricky. So we'll see. First round lead plays. I'm going Nate Lashley. I think he fired a 62 in a mini tour event not too long ago, outlaw tour uh, during the quarantine. It was a first round there. Um, he's shown he can go low on a shorter course. Uh, Rocket Mortgage Classic, for example, shorter course. Uh, I'm going to take 150 to one on Nate Lashley. 
Joel Damon, 80 to 1. This guy used to be first round lead legend not too long ago. You wouldn't be able to get more than 50 to 1 on him. So I like 80 to 1 on Damon. Again, he's not a, the longest hitter in the world, so I think he'll feel a lot more comfortable here. Uh, Tom Hoagie, 100 to 1, another great first round player. He's from Fort Worth, went to TCU, and he's got a really comfortable pairing with his boy. It's just him and JJ Henry. So lots of social distancing and his best buddy. So uh, I like that at 101. EVR, 100 to 1, another great first round player. He's been showing up at some of these bigger field events too. Uh, and by bigger, I mean like the WGC type events. He was really good at Mexico, obviously. Um, so I like him at 100 to 1. Rory Sabatini, 100 to 1. This guy just like feels like a Texas player to me. Uh, he's a grinder. He gets off to quick starts. He plays well in Texas. He plays shorter courses well. Um, I'm rolling with him. CT Pan, 125 to 1. This is kind of his stretch of the season. He, you know, Tiger's got the majors highlighted. Rory's got the Masters highlighted. Phil's got that U.S. Open he's looking at. Um, CT Pan, he just wants Colonial and Harbor Town. This is his two-week stretch, so I'm certain he's ready to come, ready to play. Um, he loves the the jacket, the jacket courses, the jacket tournaments, um, and I, he's going to be teeing it off with confidence. So 125 to one, I like CT Pan, and I am a sucker for Denny McCarthy. 150 to one. So if he's going to win somewhere, it's going to be Colonial. If he shows in a, in a first round, it's going to be Colonial, the best putter in the world. He can gain five plus strokes on the green in a heartbeat. So I love Denny. Um, those are my first round lead plays. Let's get over to the outright card. Uh, Ricky at 28 to one. I just love his game for this course. He comes in with confidence, having played well at Seminole, uh, taking it to JT and, and some of these head to heads that they had. I, they had a persimmon match. He's been shooting, you know, low sixties at the medalist. Um, I think he's ready to come out firing and, uh, and he's got that comfortable pairing with JT and Spieth. So, uh, here we go. Kevin Na, 50 to 1. He loves this course. The guy just can win golf tournaments. This is one of those bets that I kind of put in before I realized how many guys I like here. And it, it, it is what it is. So I, I had that bet in. Um, and you can't cancel it. So hopefully he'll win and I'll feel good about it. Uh, Jordan Spieth, I got him at 50 to 1. I'm buying into the narrative that him and Palmer played every day together here and they'll at least be trending towards Sunday. I think that they'll there will be that storyline heading into the weekend where it's Palmer and Spieth. Who knows if they're one, two, I'm going to be looking good, but um, you know, I'm not necessarily going to have Jordan in a ton of my DK lineups. I just didn't want to miss the boat entirely. It is what it is. I'll take a chance. Ryan Palmer, 80 to one C Spieth, comma Jordan um, Cam Smith, 125 to one. I think he's got great vibes with his win at Sony. He was having a really nice little season uh, and it's not too different of a course type here. The, the, than than there it, it there's different grass it's different trees but it's a shorter smaller course and cam smith i think it, it fits the fits the mold here brendan todd 150 to one speaking of confidence this, he has been an upper tier player the last year bottom line he's got two wins um something clicked with him and i'm willing to take a shot at a guy who's won twice in the past year at 150 to one and then i've got the 200 to one guys i've got mackenzie hughes uh, and CT Pan Hughes is feeling great with his iron game. Pan loves these next two weeks. I just couldn't help myself put ten bucks on those guys at two hundred to one. So um, Andrew Landry, see his performance at PGA West Stadium. It's not the same type of course, but I, he also really likes Texas golf. I can see uh, him showing up here uh, for sure. And then my super long shot, Tom Lehman, thousand to one. What the f? Who cares? Throw five bucks on it. See what happens. The old man can golf his ball. Um, and I'll throw my money in, in the garbage for this one.
So uh, let's hit my matchups real quick and uh, my top 20 plays, and then I will close this out and uh, look forward to connecting with you guys um, late, you know, on Twitter, obviously at SG capping uh, all weekend long. And uh, next week I'm going to come even harder at this. Uh, this is just the beginning in terms of the podcast game for me, guys, give me a chance. And I, I would love to see it grow with me as I grow the community, as I grow the cast, I'm bringing on a prominent golf writer as my co-host uh, shortly, as soon as we can get the, the COVID protocols in place at our man cave studios. Um, I'm excited to get his feedback and takes basically on all the experts in this industry and uh, we'll kind of feed off each other real nicely. You'll see that he's got an insider take uh, knows a lot of guys that are real close and connected to the tour. Um, so when you combine him and my just obsession with fantasy and gambling, it's a really nice little combo. You guys, will, I, I'm certain you'll like it. Um, so let's hit my, the matchup. So I love Webb over Bryson minus 110. I took Ryan Palmer over Harris English minus 110. I took Cooch over Fitzpatrick minus 120. Sungjae over DJ minus 110. Uh, I just love the way that Webb is playing right now. I have no doubt that Bryson is crushing the driver. Um, but having said that, it, it's different crushing the driver into the net in your backyard over a three month period. And then once you get on the course, you got to kind of feel your way around colonial. And it's, I think it's gonna be a little harder to match those two up than, than most think. Um, so I'm going to go with Webb, his form and his putting as has just been too good. Um, and his, uh, approach game strokes gain approach on short courses is second to none. So, uh, Palmer home course over Harris English. I think Harris English is getting a lot of love because of some past uh, performance at this course, but he hasn't been here playing every day like Ryan Palmer. And, uh, I, I just think that Ryan's ready to show minus 110. Uh, Cooch over Fitzpatrick. Um, this is kind of just a field play for me. I think Coocher, uh, he's gone long enough without getting a paycheck. This guy wants to get paid this week and I can see him showing up nicely. And, and Fitzpatrick, he's had a tro- you know, troubles here and there in, at times. He's obviously a solid player, can put his ball, um, can make up and downs, but I like Coocher in that matchup. Uh, and then Sungjae over DJ minus 110. Uh, Sungjae, no doubt about it. It's been able to practice maximum amount over the past few months. Uh, DJ didn't look great at Seminole. That doesn't really mean much, but I don't think he's dying to, to put up a performance this week the way that Sungjae is. So uh, those last three matchups, by the way, Palmer, Kuchar, and M, I have parlayed at plus 568. And then my top 20 plays. I've got Ricky plus 140, Ryan Palmer plus 280, Mav McNeely plus 500. He's 100 to 1. I don't think he's won the tournament, but this guy's been super solid this year. So I took 5 to 1 in the top 20. Uh, Cam Smith, I'm adding to my uh, my outright with a plus 550, Rory Sabatini plus 600, and CT Pan plus 800. So that's pretty much going to do it for me this week remember follow me at sg capping shoot me some feedback in a dm or on this uh, link i'm going to post let me know how i did how, how can i improve for next week um couple of uh of listener questions by the way how do i think uh the past course history guys are going to perform this week i mean it's going to be different for everyone i i don't think you can take the uh, horses for courses as serious as normal just because of the field strength uh, this year. But I'm still going to favor some of those guys that have experience over, say, uh, the young guns. Um, so that's it. Please follow me at SG Capping. Retweet the, my tweets. Send, send it to your friends. Uh, follow me along this great journey as I build up this awesome podcast for you guys. So uh, 
that's going to do it for me. Let's go win some freaking money. And good luck to the nerds. Heavy duty lands.